One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I want to speak to Charlene Brooks, who is from Parenting NI. Uh, Charlene, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Charlene, do parents in Northern Ireland still smack their children or have they wised up a long time ago and we just need to change the law technically? Well, um, we're certainly encouraged by both what we read and um, sort of some local level research. So a report from Nicky in 2017 says that there is less and less parents um, that are choosing forms of physical violence. And actually there's less adults still stop in Northern Ireland who think that physical physical punishment is anyway unacceptable. What we hear in Parenting and I is parents who continue to struggle on a day-to-day basis, um, but it's not necessarily um, a choice to smack or use any kind of physical punishment. It's just sometimes the stressful situation has resulted in them being in that situation, but they know and they want to do it differently. They know that's not a choice that they want to make. They know there's alternative ways to try and manage these really difficult and stressful situations, and they really need the help and resources to enable them to, to manage that behaviour in a different way. I'm just uh, listening back here as you're talking uh, to what the NSPCC have been saying on on the news. Uh, here's a here's just a, a reminder of that. We urge our politicians to make this a priority for a reformed Northern Ireland executive and move forward together to change the law to better protect children in Northern Ireland from this harmful and ineffective form of punishment and support families in line with its commitments on positive parenting. So there's a real call there for our government, if we had a government, to indeed take action but is there is there the will within government because you know the republic are eight years ahead of us uh, the scots i think are about three years ahead and the welsh uh galloped uh, you know into the lead about a year ago so is, is it simply down to not having a government uh, is that the reason why we have having the legislation Unfortunately, I, I don't think that's a reason in itself, Frank, because obviously um, up until recent years we did have an executive. So I do think there needs to be a, a really hard look at our approach. Um, and once we have our executive restored, I do think you know there needs to be a real push to any of our elected leaders to really challenge them on this and, and why we are sitting so far behind most of the rest of the UK, the, the Republic of Ireland, as you've outlined, and indeed many countries across the world. So there really is absolutely no excuse, actually, at this stage why we are so far behind. Yeah, Natalie, Natalie Whelan from the NSPCC, very clear on what that charity wants. And I, I, 
covered this 15 years ago and we had significant input from the listenership saying, oh, you always have to have the right to smack your child. This old adage, it never did me any harm. Oh, nonsense. But the, the, I've got a feeling, I've got a hope this morning that voices will have changed, that people will have maybe, for want of a better term, wised up over the last decade and a half. Well, that certainly is our sense in parenting and I that parents are, by and large, who do end up smacking their child or using any kind of physical punishment, recognize that that isn't actually, it's not good for them. They don't feel good after it. They've realized that they've been reactive and in a stressful situation, they've lashed out. They realize that's not maybe the best example for their child and they feel guilt and bad about it as well. I mean, our experience is, genuinely that by and large parents really are doing the best that they can but sometimes they need more support guidance information other strategies tactics and how to manage these more difficult situations as opposed to parents willfully making the choice you know to smack their child the other side of the coin of course is the child that you see in the supermarket who is going for want of a better term i'll use the country expression buck mad just going berserk in the supermarket aisle and there's no intervention at all and the parent if challenged would say my child is entitled to express him or herself there's just no control whatsoever what 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 do we say to those parents I mean, it's very difficult in a one-off scenario to be able to say what's the right or wrong way to deal with that. I mean, what is really important is that children have consistent rules and boundaries. So if a child is living in a, a situation where there are no rules and there are no boundaries, that's not actually an environment where that child's going to thrive. And they are going to find it really difficult to regulate their own feelings and know how to manage stressful situations. So it really is parent it right back to parents as early as possible, starting to have clear rules, boundaries, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, and then have consequences. And the consequences can be something, if it's an older child, they can negotiate with them, or it's something that parents agree is appropriate for the age of the child, and it certainly isn't physical punishment. But that sort of consistent approach will then result in less of these times where then there is one time in the supermarket and it's embarrassing for parents and it's difficult for them at that time to be able to manage it. So I think actually there's a wider question for all of us as a a society. How do we help support those parents in the supermarket who are experiencing that really difficult situation? Are we staring at them? Are we tutting? Are we empathizing? Are we offering to help in any way? Do you know what I mean? I think we make it harder for parents sometimes who are already having a really difficult time at that in that experience, in that moment. There's an honesty here from Elaine who's listening to the programme. says, hi Frank, it would depend on what the smack is for. If a child is just being cheeky, no. If they do something dangerous, then yes, but not hard. I only recall smacking my son once for almost running out onto the road after being warned not to. He he didn't do it again, uh, says Elaine. I'll, I'll not mention where Elaine's from, but she's from a you know she's from a a, a large area not far from Belfast. So do you get a a sense that that would be acceptable because it was a life and death situation, and now the child isn't running out onto the road. Or can you can you get the message across without that smack? I mean, we would never judge a parent, I want to make that clear, for making that call in a very stressful, heightened situation. But certainly we would suggest that using any kind of a smack 
isn't going to result in the best outcomes. I mean, if then that child thinks back to that scenario, was it the scare of the moment? Was it the mum's reaction? Was it the fact that a car was close and maybe, you know, horn was tooted? So maybe hopefully that's why the child's not going to do it again, as opposed to it being the smack. Um, so there's definitely alternative ways to manage stressful situations and we would never ever agree that a smack or any kind of physical punishment is the best um, choice at any juncture. Bobby has been in touch and Bobby contributes to this programme so I'm aware of Bobby's sort of right wing thinking uh, reading her, it's a, a female Bobby, uh, reading her emails and her texts and she talks about her children being in their teens and still would get a good slap if necessary and she then says uh, you know I got the wooden spoons and even got a bunch of fives occasionally. Now she puts a few funny faces on the end of it but she says, you know, we all live to survive the tale. Bobby may be a little tongue-in-cheek, but knowing her texts from the past, being a right-wing contributor to the programme, um, there's just a sense there of she doesn't want to see the law being changed. And, and I mean, obviously, we we do hear stories similar to that, but I suppose my counter to that is that there is now a lot more evidence, there's a lot more research, there's been a lot more studies into this. So in years gone by, when parents would have managed stressful situations by smacking and using other forms of punishment, then they didn't necessarily have the, the research that we now have. They didn't. Those parents weren't equipped with maybe the strategies that we now are able to you know, empower parents to do that. So my counter to that would be the evidence is clear. Um, children need to be treated with respect and guided as best as possible by those around them. That'll end up with children who have got a sense of self-worth, respect for themselves. They are less likely to then, you know, use any kind of a physical punishment as they grow up themselves. So positive parenting has moved forward. We now know there are other ways to do things. So I would encourage every parent to really think about the strategies they use and, and come and access Alexa Parenting and I for support if they want to hear and learn from others about how to do it differently. Frank, today it's different. No need to beat the child. This is what you're saying. There are other ways, one of them being take their phone off them or switch off the internet. And then the, the contributor says, then you'll see bookmad.com. But it is, a, it, it is definitely a way of removing a privilege if you switch off the internet or take their phone away. Th- that, that would work so much better than giving them a clipe. Now, the children, you know, I, I know darn rightly that when I was at school, and getting corporal punishment, they we preferred to get hit rather than to get an essay to do. You know, if you were given homework to do, you thought, my God, it's going to take an hour tonight to do this. Whereas if you stuck your hand out and got, you know, maybe four smacks of the cane, you know, five minutes later, the pain, the pain was away. And I know it's a terrible thing to be describing, but that's just the way it was when I was young. You got, you got hit. Um, but then... You didn't have you didn't have the other privilege removal to cope with the mobile phone been taken away in the modern era would be a real sickener for a child not to have their mobile phone maybe for half a day no i mean there are absolutely other ways to, to another strategies it depends again on the age of the child um, and, and and the different scenarios but i mean going back to corporal punishment i'm not a million miles 
behind you, Frank, but I have to say now as a parent, um, the idea that someone else, like another trusted adult, would use any kind of punishment on my child would be heartbreaking. Um, because again, now we know the evidence is, is crystal clear. That's why, thankfully, we've moved away from that. But that is not going to result in the best outcomes for that child. Their brain is developing. They're, you know, finding their own way in life and grappling with their own emotions. And by introducing physical punishment, it's, it's, it's blurring what is acceptable and what's not. How did they ever get away with it when you think about it? How was the law so that you could beat children? And the older the storyteller is, the worse the beatings seem to be. I've spoken to some very elderly people about how much they were beaten when they were at primary school, and it is sickening, and it's stomach-churning. But when I was uh, at, you know, primary school, but primarily at, at second-level school, I, you know, saw people being beaten every every day. And it was just part and parcel of the era that we lived in. Most, you know, not, not say all teachers, but most of them were armed. You know, they, they had their weapon either down their trousers or in their pocket or in their, you know, in their coat somewhere. They could pull out a leather or they could pull out a a, a good long thin cane like, like Paul Daniels would pull a rabbit out of a hat. You know, they they... They, they they had their books, they had their briefcase, they had their lunch, and they had their weapon. And that's just the way teachers were. And I went into the teaching profession at the time when they were just eradicating it. And, um, you know, I was never armed. I was always in a, you know, I, I joined the organization when decommissioning had happened. So I, I, I haven't, I, I haven't been in a, in a teaching environment or wasn't where corporal punishment could be, could be dished out. And I just think about how on earth society allowed that to happen back in the, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, uh, 70s. Uh, I think it, Came illegal around about the late 1970s. So it shouldn't be a surprise to us that we're having these conversations over this decade to try and do away with the hitting of children per se. It's just common sense. Completely agree with you. Completely agree with you, frankly. You know, we have moved significantly, thankfully, with regards to, as you said, corporal punishment. And whenever you think back, I mean, you know, the question is, did, what impact did that have on our children and young people? You know, the evidence would suggest now that that's likely to increase aggression, you know, antisocial behaviour, even things like depression and anxiety in our children and young people. We've recognised that that is not an effective way to, to manage those more challenging behaviours. So therefore, the next logical step is to equip parents with the skills to be able to support their children and move away entirely from any kind of physical punishment. Well, we'll see if it works. I have no doubt it's not going to be changed here anytime soon. We don't have a government, and even if we did, it's not very high up the priority list. But the NSPCC are making the call today because it's the anniversary of the law changing in Wales, but it changed in the Republic of Ireland eight years ago, and it doesn't it doesn't seem to have spurred us north of the border to do what would seem like the, the right thing. Uh, Charlene, lovely having you on the programme. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you, Frank. You're very welcome. That's Charlene Brooks from Parenting NI. Jordy has been listening to all of that, and he's a quick point he wants to make. Uh, how do you read it, Jordy? It's pretty clear where Charlene and myself are on it. 
Good morning, Frank. Uh, basically, when I was at school in the 80s, we had the cane, so we did. The, if you were bad, you had the cane over the back of the hands. Primary school, you had the teacher giving you a good smack in the back of the legs. You had your parents smacking you if you'd done anything wrong. And that girl says, oh, it's brought up depression and anxiety and everything else in children like this. No, it hasn't. If a child does wrong, a child should be smacked. And I don't mean basically thumped. I mean turn the back of their hands, re-smack on the top of their hands and tell them that they've done wrong. You go into schools nowadays and there's so much abuse towards teachers, so much ignorance, rudeness and everything else. I say bring back the cane. I say that punishment should be brought back to children so that children can learn as they're older that they can't do things that they're supposed to not be doing. It's incredible. Jordy, you know, you are entitled to your opinion on it and you are the voice of 15 years ago that I would have been hearing on the the radio programme and you represent that voice from a decade and a half ago when I started this and we would have been speaking about the topic and you, you have a mindset which involves returning not only you know not only are you allowing for parents to carry out some form of chastisement physical chastisement but you would like to see the cane back in the in the school i i just wonder if you asked a 35 year old teacher today could you take out a cane and hit a 12 year old with it could you do it i don't think the 35 year old teacher would have the mentality or the ability to do it. They would see it as so wrong. I I think a 35-year-old teacher nowadays, Frank, would like to do more than take the cane to a child. I mean, you get a child standing in front of you who spits at you, who pushes you, who thumps you and things like that. What are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to teach that child manners? How are you supposed to teach that child that it's doing wrong? A cane. Bring back the cane. The cane will teach the children of the of today's age that they aren't supposed to do them things. That they must have respect. That they must, you know, it's frank, seriously, there's so much nowadays that it's all the woke brigade. Oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. What sort of life are we going to live, Frank? What about the children at home with their parents? You're crystal clear. You want corporal punishment back. It's not going to return to the school, but you do want it back. What, what do you think of bringing up children, say, you know, a 10 year old in the house who's up to all sorts of mischief? What do you, what do you do? What do you do? Well, Frank, basically set that child down and speak to that child. But then if that child carries on, then basically what you do is you turn their hands over and you hit them a smack in the back of the hand. You don't, you don't have to shout. You don't have to throw the child about. I'm not talking about being uh, heavy-handed with the child. A tap on the back of the hand will teach the child that it's not allowed to do the things that it's doing. I mean, I'm 52, Frank. I have a child at 24, 25. I have a child at 23. And they both respected me growing up because they were told they were taught right from wrong, and that was with a smack in the back of the legs or a smack in the back of the hand. All right. Uh, Jordy, I really appreciate your descriptions because you've articulated a point of view that I thought had disappeared, and it hasn't. 
and you've clearly described it there. And there are texts and emails coming through now <clears throat> fully supporting what Geordie is saying. So, some, of course, are very critical of him, but there are people who are fully supporting him. I'm depressed. <laughs> I started this program by saying 15 years ago, people would have had different opinions. 15 years, 15 years on, people have exactly the same opinion. And Jordy, as I say, has articulated it uh, perfectly. Um, 02890 I'll talk to more of you in just a moment. Hope all is going well for you this Tuesday morning. This texter is John. He says, I would like to ask the lady from Parenting NI uh, what she would say about all the antisocial behaviour that's happening nowadays. We have a country full of young people who are full of violence and uh, people with absolutely no manners. Uh, they just feel they're entitled to get everything handed to them and they, if they don't get their own way, they're willing to fight about it. And indeed, the uh, the jails are full of young people who have no respect for anything, says says John. Uh, John, we've done away with corporal punishment, obviously, but when we had it, we had young people who were rioting and petrol bombing and hijacking and thieving, you know. It wasn't as if when we had corporal punishment that there was some sort of perfect world and we, you know, took the old, you know, boot off their throats and we decided to give them more freedom and now, gosh, now they're unbearable. I have to say the kids of today probably better than the kids of, of our era. Um, but again, it's only an opinion. Um, Joe is listening to the program. Joe, of all the texts and emails that I'm likely to get during the course of this week, the one that you've sent is an absolute shame. It really is. I'm obviously not going to read it out. But if that's what you're saying, Joe, you need to go and have a long look at yourself. I'm going to move on here because he's uh, what he's saying is he's just promoting violence, uh, which is totally illegal. Um, Frank, uh, today is different. Uh, not to beat the child and yet yeah, take away the phone, as someone was suggesting. But, uh, Frank, can I ask a question? Say back in the day, like me, I was blathered in school, says the texter. But the teacher doing it, um, how would they feel if their son or daughter has been beaten by another teacher in a different school, if you know what I mean? Listen, the teachers were in favour of corporal punishment. They dished it out and indeed they accepted that their children would get it in a different school and sometimes in the very same school that they were, that they were in. Glenn says, Frank, Jordy is right. Most kids have no respect for anything today. Sarah says, I totally agree with Jordy. This is depressing. It is. Um, Geordie smacking a child, says Denise. She says, a child that is being smacked, this is being violent towards a child. It teaches a child that violence in society is okay and it's not okay. This is from Denise. And I'll take one from Stevie here that says, Frank, I'm almost in tears listening to your conversation. Every time that subject comes up, I suffer flashbacks to when I was at school. A teacher that had been had taken a dislike to me and manufactured a reason to punish me. He beat me with the strap in the beginning, but that quickly developed to fists and kicking me. It was like something you'd see in a pub brawl outside on the street. The teacher was suspended for two weeks and I was kept away from school for the same period. I have not, nor will I ever forgive him. He's now passed away. I still can't bring myself to forgive him. I've, I've heard stories like that before, especially from older people about how badly they were beaten by teachers in the in the system. As for the caning, the controlled caning, um, when I was at school, that was totally accepted, totally acceptable. Uh, when I was at school as a pupil, 
when I was at the brief period of time I was a teacher and never had a cane about me. Uh, Daryl is a point you'd like to make. Uh, go ahead, Daryl. Hiya, Frank. Um, just ring up, just with, with Jordy's phone call there. I, I do, I, I agree and I disagree with him. I, I have four kids, so I do, and my kids have been smacked. I can count them one hand the amount of times they've been smacked. But I think a big thing with changing the law, there's a big difference between smacking a child and abusing a child. You know, there's a clear line where a tap on the back of a hand, I, I believe, has benefits at times. But there's a clear difference between that and, like you've spoken about, you know, a, a teacher taking the cane. I can speak for myself. I was an absolute nightmare as a child. You know, if my teachers had taken a cane to me, I probably wouldn't have blamed them. But there, there's always that line. And, you know, my mother was always a big believer in the, the punishment has to fit the crime. I was never beaten as a child. I got my fur few smacks across the back of the leg on the hand. I was never hit in the face. I was never hit in the body. It was never done with malicious intent. And I think we just have to create a line where, you know, there's occasions, you know, one of the ladies earlier gave the example of crossing the road and smacking the child. To me, that, that can't be justified. Yeah, I'm just wondering, Daryl, however, let's say, for instance, you're out and about and you're blessed. So we'll say you're blessed with your, your parents still being alive and you're out and about and you do something that you take a risk and you, you make a mistake. And your mum, instead of saying to you, gosh, don't turn right there, you're going up a one way street. She lifts her hand and she beats you across the, the backside. You know, why, why do it to a child if, you, if she's not going to do it to you at 30 years of age? No, but but again, there's a clear, you know, I'm saying there's a, there's a difference in it, you know, as a child, we're teaching the children, you know, the whole program, the girl earlier, sorry, my not the best, it was on from me talking for the children. Yeah, Charlene, yeah. You know, it's saying that, yeah, we're, we're shaping young minds, you know, we're, we're influencing them. There's a big difference between the child not knowing, and, I say not knowing, but pushing their luck. You know, kid, kids are always going to push their luck. So whoever, they're going to try push your boundaries, see what they can get away with. And there's only a certain line that can do that before you have to stop and say, no, look, wrong is wrong. You know, like I said, I can literally count four kids, I can count one hand, many times anyone has been smacked, and never once has it been an anger from myself. It, it's been a control, tapping the back of a hand, you know, you do not do that. Okay. From that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but you, I, I just think there, there's reason for it with, with the law. I understand people's reasoning behind the law because it does go wrong. And when it goes wrong, it's horrendous. Absolutely it is. It is horrendous. And that's why people are asking why go down that road at all. But there are so there are so many texts there that are saying more or less what you're saying, Daryl. Uh, thank you. Thank you for them. I've been clear in my opinion on this. So you know where I'm coming from on it. Uh, Margaret is next. Margaret, what's on your mind? Right. I sort of feel that you do smack children. Just say that again to me, Margaret. You broke up slightly. You, you feel what? Sorry. They do not need to be smacked. Children need discipline and they need rules. They need to be controlled by a manner in which you say, this is the rule in this house. You break that rule and these are the consequences for breaking that rule. They need discipline. Children today are not disciplined. They're allowed to have their own bedtime. They don't have any discipline. Now, I am a mother and a grandmother. I 
my son was growing up in an era where smacking was acceptable. But I discovered very early on, smacking does not work. It was a battle of wills between me and my son. And I thought, do you know what? This is not working. We need to really look at disciplining children in a different way. You take away privileges, you grind them, but you need to stick to your rules. You're the adult, they're the child. Sounds to your rules. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like a sensible policy, Margaret. Um, it's, it's one way of avoiding ever hitting the child, but you yourself need to be very disciplined. You need to be consistent, don't you? Of course you do. You need to be consistent. I am now in a position where I look after my two grandchildren and their mother and father have the rules. I have rules in my house and I mean it's basic rules. You pick up your toys you put them away. You, Before you get new toys, you clear out what you have. We take them to charity. Then you can get something else. We have rules, and we discipline by rules. It's not easy for every family to be as well organised as you, Margaret, or your family circle. So, some families are just living from hour to hour trying to get through the day. Those are the people that need the help. Those are the people that need help. They need help to structure. Everybody needs structure in their lives. And if you have structure, you have an advantage. We have to accept, however, that many people struggle to even understand what structure is. Life has dealt them a difficult hand. So is it important that the law says you cannot, under any circumstances, smack your child? I do, because some people will take it to the limit. They will take it over the top through anger at their situation. Not not even anger at the child, but through anger at what their situation is. And I think it's very, very easy to cross the line. This is true. This is true. Margaret, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, 02890 Brendan has a quick point he wants to make on it. What's your take, Brendan? My take is this, Frank. I, I agree with Darl and Bobby. But before Margaret starts disciplining the children, she needs to discipline some of the parents because that's where it hails from. But, Frank, my point is I went to a Christian brother school. It was 500 boys in that school. Now, in my six years at that school, I never once was a uh, corporal punishment. Because brother, the brother, he was six foot six. He had to put the fear of God into you. But he run about with a lot of strap under his arm and he held it tight to his chest, right? But he showed the young fellas, listen, if you don't do what you're told, you're going to get a taste of McCormick here, right? But the thing is, Frank, the discipline was so my point was there was a deterrent there and we kept our head down. Have you noticed, Frank, the teenagers of nowadays, not them all, but if an old lady was looking to go across the road, I wouldn't help her. There's a wee man here lives in his own beside me, Frank, and the teenagers come out, break his heart and egg the front of his house. And the police don't even do nothing about it. 
But you'll always get vandals. Vandals existed in the 1960s, the 80s, the noughties, today. There'll always be an element of young people who are an embarrassment to society. But I think, generally, young people from I was a kid right through to today, the vast majority of them are decent. I, I think the majority of them are decent. The vast majority are decent. And I, I would question the disciplinarian approach or the disciplined approach of the Christian brothers. Now, the Christian brothers have a reputation for being great educators and they're been a credit to society in many, many fields. But they've also, they've also sown great seeds of fear in young men growing up in the Catholic tradition. For every story that comes from a Christian brother setting where the Christian brother helped you through life, and there are many, there are many, there'll be a Christian brother's story where there was absolute fear. And you you seem to benefit from being in a fearful situation. You never actually got hit, but you lived wondering if you were about to get hit. That is a terrible indictment on any group, organization or structure. But Frank, that's not what the way you're describing it. That's not that. Like I was only about shaking like a leaf on an apple tree. Well, this, well, what I'm trying to say is the discipline was there. You knew it was there. Let's get a state, Frank. People go to jail and they're disciplined by what Martin calls rules. And what do they do? 90% of them come back out and reoffend. So you think there needs to be constant discipline? Well, I'm not saying to take out and get tore into some chase. But yes, discipline. I would teach other, Frank. And I wasn't running about something to tell her all of the place. But I tell you what, if somebody done something wrong, like went into my mom's house and just for no reason took a vase and threw it on the floor, then I got a wee smack in the hand. It didn't do them any harm, Frank. All right. Okay. A lot of people are saying what you're saying. It didn't do me any harm or didn't do them any harm. And I started this conversation by saying 15 years ago, this is how people thought. They'll have changed their minds by now. How wrong was I? Right. uh, This is the U105 phone in. Brendan, thank you. You can continue to let us know what you think. The NSPCC want to see smacking absolutely banned in Northern Ireland. Will it happen? It's unlikely. Do you want it to happen? You don't seem to. Michael is listening to the program. He says, Frank, you talk some rubbish. Don't compare the kids of the 60s and 70s when the country was in turmoil with the teenagers of today who get everything on a plate for them and they're the most ungrateful people. It's an incredible analysis there, Michael. But thank you for that. I was talking earlier when someone said, gosh, the kids of yesteryear were much better than the kids of today. And I was saying, you know, the yesteryear they were rioting and petrol bombing and hijacking and thieving. And, you know, Michael sort of brushes that aside by saying the country was in turmoil. But... There were gangs, there were bother boys, there were skinheads, there were football hooligans. Those were the young people of the 70s and the 80s. You know, when I was young, that's what young people were like. There were many, many mad young people. The best of people too, don't get me wrong, not saying everyone was like that. But it wasn't some sort of perfect place years ago when there was discipline. And now when there's no discipline, it's a terrible place with the most ungrateful people, uh, as Michael describes them. I think the youngsters of today are more mature, they're more confident, they're more assertive. I think they're to be applauded in many ways. Um, but, Michael, your opinion is valid and welcome, and thank you for it. Jean, as a quick point, Jean, go ahead. Go ahead. It's, uh, it's 
Jean, I'm just going to interrupt you for a second. Just lift lift your phone up and and hold it up normally. I think you're listening to the radio and then talking into the the telephone. Um, just lift lift your phone up normally and uh, hold it as a as a handset, and then I'll hear you better. Right, it's fine bringing the the law and the children are not to be smacked, but nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors. My my family was thought of the, the most decent family in the street, but I got beat with a pupper on the shins of the legs, got dragged down the stairs by my hair. You name it, I had experience, plates broken over my head. And for that, Sally George to say it leaves no scar, I ended up with PTSD, and to this day, if I say a or even raise voices, I get anxiety attacks. Well, that's understandable that you would get anxiety as a result of those experiences, Jean. I'm so sorry to hear that. I must have been a terrible, terrible uh, upbringing. Um, I, I really do feel for you, and I'm sure other people will be feeling for you as well. If you could just turn your radio down for me, Jean, just turn the radio down because there's one more question that I do want to ask you. But if you can turn your radio down, you'll be able to hear everything on on the telephone. So now that I'm presuming the radio is is turned down, uh, Jean, have you ever sought any help? Have you have you got some professional counselling for those experiences? Yes, I ended up seeing a psychiatrist. Um, I took a break. I, I lived with it for years without telling anybody. And then I took a break down. And um, I ended up seeing a psychiatrist and a counsellor for two years. Well, I'm glad that you've managed to get the professional help that you are so entitled to, Jean. And our, our thoughts are with you, considering such violence in, in your childhood. And, and th- thank you for having the courage to talk to us this morning on on the programme. And, and, and just ahead of the, the news, a, a quick point from William, who's on this line. Uh, w- William, w- what's your take on it? Morning, Frank. How are you? Um, no, it's just about um, the way kids are brought up nowadays compared to the way we, I'm 50, so the way I was brought up, you know what I mean? You were brought up as part of the community. You were allowed out to play, so you socialised a lot quicker. So you did, um, you sort of weren't desensitised from the world where the kids are now, where they're given a tablet, they're given a phone, they're stuck on the sofa, just glued to this device, basically, not learning anything apart from what's going on on the internet and stuff. And what they're able to see from a younger age really does mess their heads up as well. That's you know, a ver- you know, whenever we grew up, there was nothing like that. You know, what we were told by our parents and by our friends, we believed as gospel, basically. Yeah, you do make a very good point about the influence of social media and the internet on young people growing up today. And it is very often incredibly negative. However, there's a slight suggestion that back in the day things were fine. Back in the day things weren't fine. We lived up, we lived through the most turbulent years here in Northern Ireland. And shame on everyone who brought the turbulence upon us because it lasted for decades. So I think we just can't airbrush that airbrush that out. But uh, William, your very valid point about the internet. We're heading towards the news at 10. 028 90 treble.